Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and today we're going to be taking a look at the latest movie from DC, Birds of Prey, The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Needless to say that this will be a spoiler-filled look at the movie. So if you, if you have not seen Birds of Prey, I highly suggest you press pause right now. You go watch it, and then you come on back and listen. Alrighty, so just saw this movie so this is pretty much going to be almost like an instant review i saw the movie about an hour ago uh this is opening weekend for the movie sunday of that opening weekend and i don't think it was a good sign that i was maybe one of eight people inside this movie theater i typically pre-order my tickets just because i use a service i get points for it and uh considering the fact that i bought the tickets today only a few hours before the show and I pretty much have my pick of seats. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think that was really a good sign. However, I will say this. I kind of like the movie. Was it a great movie? I don't know. I'll give a rating towards the end. I don't think it was a horrible movie. I don't think it was a god-awful movie like some reviews that I'm reading. But I think it was a good movie nonetheless. Now, I want to say a couple of things here. Um... Obviously, Harley Quinn has been a has been a character that has been very popular pretty much since she debuted on Batman the Animated Series so many years ago. Uh, she's appeared, you know, in numerous cartoons, video games, uh, in movies. She has her own animated sh- uh, series right now on DC Universe. I'm going to talk a little bit about that later. Not a review of it, but I'm just going to mention it because I think it does tie into this film a bit. And um, I mean, I think. Harley Quinn is probably one of the more popular characters in the DC universe. So it does make, it makes a lot of sense to make a film about her. However, calling it Birds of Prey, I mean, I think this is kind of what threw me off about the film. Uh, And again, you know, look, I haven't really looked at comics in a while. And for some reason, you know, I was really kind of wondering why is... Birds of Prey, why is it a Harley Quinn, uh, like, why is this a Harley Quinn movie, Birds of Prey? Why is Harley Quinn in Birds of Prey? But, you know, I I was going to forgive it. Um, I want to give this movie a chance because I really think that ever since <laughs> DC really just kind of messed up with Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and of course Justice League, I, re- I mean, I really kind of think since that era... They've really kind of righted the ship with Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Shazam. And, you know, with, I mean, with some of the things that they've done on, you know, DC Universe, uh, the Harley Quinn animated series being one of them. And again, I'm going to talk about that towards the end. I was really willing to give this a chance. Now, when the first trailer came out, it was all over the place. Uh, It didn't make a lot of sense. It wasn't really explaining a lot. And it wasn't really a teaser trailer or anything. It was really just kind of like a full-on trailer, but, you know, it really didn't inspire me to, to, to really think about seeing this film at all. However, that being said, when the second trailer did come out, had a little more exposition and explanation in it, I really changed my tune. 
Also at that time, I was kind of in the middle of watching uh, the Harley Quinn animated series on DC Universe. I'm going to bring it up now. Um, they are almost finished with it. They are releasing it uh, an episode a week. Uh, I just saw, I believe it was the 11th episode, and I think there's only one more left after this uh, to wrap up the first season. And again, I'm going to do a separate review on that, but it is a fabulous series. If you haven't checked it out, I highly suggest you go out and check it out. Yeah, it's raunchy. Yeah, it's vulgar. Yeah, there's over-the-top violence and really an excessive amount of cursing, but it just fits. It works. I mean, I watch it, and I enjoy it immensely. I laugh my butt off, and I think it's a great time. And I think that's what they were trying to do in this film. I think they were really, really trying to capture that. But again, even though you know the second trailer gave us a little more exposition and kind of explained who was who and what was what, by the time I got done with this film, I was like, why was this a Birds of Prey film? Why wasn't this just a Harley Quinn film? It, it really didn't make a lot of sense. And, and you know, as I kind of go through the film a bit, I think you'll understand why. Um, a lot of positives in this film, I feel. First of all, the action sequences, I think, were really, really great. Uh, Margot Robbie, when I saw Suicide Squad, I was not a fan of Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Um, I just felt it was a ridiculous portrayal of the character. I've watched the film a couple of times since, really more just to kind of, I really wanted to give it a chance. I really wanted to see, like, was I being totally unfair to it? Because there was really a negative buzz around it when it came out. And I was thinking maybe I just had a really negative frame of mind when I went in to watch the film. So I have watched it a couple of times since uh, my initial viewing. And like I said, you know, one of the big downsides of that film, I felt, was Harley Quinn and Margot Robbie portraying her. Really going back and watching that film, Suicide Squad, I'm talking about, I really feel that I think it was a product of just very, very poor writing. And she actually didn't do a bad job with the character. It was just she was doing the best with what she was given. I feel here she was giving something better. Is it something great? I don't think so, but it's a hell of a lot better than Suicide Squad, and it's actually really not that bad. And I think Margot Robbie did a great job of portraying Harley Quinn. I really like the fact that she kind of found a voice for a character for the character of Harley Quinn, and I mean that in two ways. In Suicide Squad, you know, her her voice, her actual physical voice, it seemed to sort of like fluctuate between the, you know, classic Arlene Sorkin, what we used to hear on Batman the Animated Series, to just maybe Margot Robbie's natural voice. You know, I don't know if Margot Robbie was trying to do that to kind of show like the psychosis of Harley Quinn. But, um, you know, I, I just, uh, I just, I, I was just really, really turned off by it. And it just seemed like, in Suicide Squad, she didn't find her voice both, you know, literally and as a character. She was just really all over the place. But again, that's not really Margot Robbie's fault. You know, that's the fault of the writers, of the people that put that movie together. I mean, that movie was just so poorly written. It's, it's ridiculous. Here she's given something a lot better to work with. And I think she's really kind of focused the character of Harley Quinn. I like this portrayal a heck of a lot better than I did uh, of her portrayal in Suicide Squad. Um, again, she found an actual voice, you know, a literal, a physical voice for Harley Quinn. You know, the her her dialogue choices, her dialogue style, I guess we could call it. She kept it consistent all the way through. And what I liked about it is she didn't go over the top. I'm going to reference again the Harley Quinn animated series. In the Harley Quinn animated series, Harley Quinn is voiced by Kelly Cuoco, who, of course, is from The Big Bang Theory. Um, and 
she doesn't try to put on a quote-unquote Harley Quinn voice. She's pretty much using her own voice, but she's using her speech pattern. She's using her volume. She's really conveying, using pretty much her own natural voice, the madness that is Harley Quinn. And she's having a lot of fun with it. And I feel with this one that Margot Robbie did the same thing, that, you know, she, she, she gave Harley a voice stuck with it throughout the entire film and really let her acting and and let her sort of like nuanced performance and over-the-top performance at the same time really define who Harley Quinn was. So, you know, <clears throat> comparing it to Suicide Squad, I had a lot better time watching this and I had a lot better time enjoying her portrayal of Harley Quinn. And I think she is an excellent Harley Quinn. Like I said, when Suicide, Suicide Squad came out, that was one of the big things that I ripped into. I was like, oh my God, you know, I'm, I'm getting sick and tired of Harley Quinn. And I think, I think I really was at that time because she was a great character, but DC was just starting to stick her in every property. She was everywhere. And it was getting to the point that it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. You know, yes, you see Superman in a lot of things. You know, yes, you see Batman in a lot of things. But they're things that fit, you know, in the context of the character. I just felt that Harley Quinn was everywhere and a lot of stuff that she was in she didn't need to be in. I really feel that DC has really, really dialed it back. Big example of that is, is um, I think it was maybe last year, I did a review of the animated film Suicide Squad Hell to Pay where, you know, it's Suicide Squad animated film. Harley Quinn is a member of it, but it's not the Harley Quinn show. It's actually a Deadshot-driven show. Deadshot, uh, who was voiced by Christian Bale, um, factors very heavily in it. And Harley Quinn is there, and she's being Harley Quinn, but she's not dominating the film. She's not overshadowing it, because you know what? It's not her movie. It's a Suicide Squad movie. It's really more of a tale of about Deadshot and his character than anything. And they told that story and whoever did the voice of Harley Quinn did a good job. And whoever wrote the part of Harley Quinn there did a good job in keeping it, letting us know that she's there, but also keeping it very, very subtle. But again, back to some of the things that I enjoyed about this film. I mean, the fight scenes I thought were really, really great. The cinematography, you know, involved in both the fight scenes and just the film in general, I, I think it was really, really good. They went with a lot of bright color choices, which kind of fits. You know, Harley Quinn is this really bizarre, psychotic type of character. You know, she's going to love a very, very bright palette. Um, you know, kind of having a Harley Quinn color palette splashed across a kind of gritty Gotham City, it really seemed to work. And in this one, you know, I, I did kind of appreciate that, you know, the last few times that we've seen Gotham City uh, in Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, you know, here in Birds of Prey, it's an actual city, you know, it, it really gives the look and feel of like, you know, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker gave the feel of like a late 70s, early 80s New York City. And, you know, being a kid at that time, growing up close to it, I mean, it really captured that feel where, you know, Harley Quinn's Gotham City kind of has a feel of like maybe like a 90s sort of New York City where, you know, we're kind of getting away from some of that darkness from the, the 80s, kind of getting into a, a more brighter spot, but we're not quite there yet. There's, there's a little bit of that mix there. So, you know, you have the bright colors of Harley Quinn and the bright colors, well, not really so much the bright colors, 
more so the bizarre color palette of Black Mask, who was the villain in this film, mixed in with kind of like, you know, an average color palette from Gotham City. It really just does kind of work. I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I enjoyed the cinematography of the fights. Um, you know, one of my big pet peeves with with action films and fighting is, and I compare it a lot of times to Asian cinema, because in Asian cinema, you know, for the most part, if there's going to be action, especially if it's going to be martial arts action or hand-to-hand -hand combat action, the actors really know what they're doing. You know, they're accomplished martial artists. They're, they're very athletic. So you don't really need to rely on trickery or special effects or funny camera angles to make the fighting look good. They can really, really do it. Here they rely on slow motion a bit, but they don't overdo it. You know, I felt that they put the slow motion bits in to really capture some very, very cool moves. But you could see that the actresses and actors that are doing these fight scenes, uh, you know, Marco Robbie, of course, is, is Harley Quinn. Um, you know, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, who portrayed Huntress. I hope I don't mispronounce this name, but Journey Smollett Bell, who played uh, Black Canary, you know, even Rosie Perez as uh, Detective Montoya. You know, you really got a sense that for the most part, they, these actresses were actually doing the fighting here and it looked really, really good. Instead of kind of, you know, showing funny angles, quick cuts and things like that, the action scenes were actually shot kind of wide. So you got to see everything. So if these ladies, you know, couldn't do the action, it was not going to look good, but it did. It did look very, very good. Um, I think this was a great film to kind of reintroduce us to Harley Quinn. Like I said, DC really had a disaster on its hands with Justice League, uh, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and of course Suicide Squad. They've really been looking to revamp things. You know, they did a great job with Wonder Woman. They did a great job with Aquaman and kind of reinventing those characters. Uh, did a great job of introducing us to Shazam. This is almost kind of like a brand new Harley Quinn origin film without having to see her origin story. They're sort of like, okay, we messed up. Let's really give you a great Harley Quinn now. And I think that's what they're going to do going forward. Is there going to be another Birds of Prey film? Is there going to be a Harley Quinn solo film? I don't know. I really don't know what the future holds. But, you know, if Margot Robbie continues as Harley Quinn in, in the vein that she did here in this film, I think it's really going to be a good project. Now... Let's talk about some of the things that I did not like about this film. First of all, the thing I didn't like about this film is it's a Birds of Prey film. Yes, we do see the quote-unquote Birds of Prey, but I kind of felt like, why were they there? They became the Birds of Prey towards the very end of the film, sort of like when the big climax happens. And we do get a lot of character development with Harley Quinn, and we don't get very much character development with the rest of the characters. I mean, maybe Detective Montoya gets a little bit more of a backstory or in a little bit more of a fleshing out than, you know, uh, Huntress and uh, Black Canary and even Cassandra Kane. But it's really not that much more. And I kind of felt like I'm watching a good Harley Quinn film, but a not so good Birds of Prey film because it was sort of like... This was something maybe Harley Quinn could have done on her own, or maybe Harley Quinn and Detective Montoya, or Harley Quinn and Black Canary, because Black Canary in this film had this tie-in with Black Mask. You know, I mean, I get why Huntress was there. I get why, you know, Black Canary was there. You know, I get why the Birds of Prey, you know, Detective Montoya included, I get why they were there. 
but they were really kind of relegated to the background. And it's a shame because all three actresses do a really, really good job of, of really acting in this film. Uh, especially, I, I really like Mary Elizabeth Winstead as a huntress who was, you know, this stone cold killer, but was just so socially awkward. It was just so funny to see her practicing like her, 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 her tough girl, you know, do you know who I am? Like, and she's just practicing it and, and, and everybody getting it wrong. You're the crossbow killer. Come down the crossbow killer. I mean, it was, it was, it was some good stuff, but I don't think, you know, she was really fleshed out a lot. Uh, Black Canary was most definitely not fleshed out a lot. And, and even Detective Montoya, uh, she might have gotten a little bit more of a story. But then again, we didn't see a lot with her. You know, they were all kind of there floating around in this film. But then towards the end, when we're going to have our big climax, then it's like, well, here they are. Here's the birds of prey. But then even with that, Harley then kind of goes out on her own in that final confrontation with Black Mask. And, you know, it's sort of like, well, I guess the birds of prey helped her get there. At the end of the film, she seems to be going off on her own with Cassandra Kane, And I want to get to Cassandra Kane in a minute because I had a big, big problem with this. But she goes off on her own with Cassandra Kane, And it's sort of like, yeah, they formed the birds of prey and whatever. And I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. Why is this a birds of prey film? You know, is this, are the birds of prey, the three of them, Huntress, Detective Montoya, and um, and Black Canary, are they going to get their own set of films? And then Harley Quinn's going to go off in her own direction. And then maybe they'll kind of meet up. Maybe there'll be a little bit of a crossover. I, I really didn't get it. What they were doing with that. Cassandra Kane. <laughs> I did have a big problem with this because in the comics, Cassandra Kane, for the most part, she is the daughter of Deathstroke and Lady Shiva. Uh, she pretty much from birth was trained to be an assassin. She was trained in such a way that the they utilized most of her brain for fighting skills so that, you know, when she was a young woman and she was like probably one of the world's, you know, most deadliest assassins, maybe next to Lady Shiva, she couldn't speak because that part of her brain, you know, that speech and communication part of her brain hadn't developed because they developed that part to almost kind of be like a fight sense where she knew what you were going to do before you did it. So that's how she never got hit. And she was able to sort of counter and strike back, you know, really against any opponent. Here, Cassandra Kane is a pickpocket. You know, she's, you know, this young Asian orphan i think she is because they talked about foster parents um she's out on the street and you know she's kind of known she's known to detective montoya because she's constantly getting busted and then because she steals this huge diamond from black mask you know this is how everybody else gets to know her but i'm like this is not really the cassandra kane that i was kind of expecting like quite honestly she just could have been anybody she could have been any kid keep the same actress i mean she did a great job i thought she was very very funny but i'm like why call her cassandra kane is harley quinn because they went off together at the end is harley quinn going to train her to be the next batgirl i really don't see that happening but whatever um i think now is a good time to talk about the main villain here and that's black mask because there's both good and bad there first of all ewan mcgregor's performance was incredible I don't know that much about Black Mask, except for what people have told me and some things that I looked up online. But I do know that, first of all, that he is gay and Ewan McGregor, you know, even though he wasn't running around saying, I'm gay, I'm gay and this and that, he definitely had a very sort of like 
gay vibe to him, I guess is the way to say it. Um, I think he did a really great job with this role, and he really seemed to enjoy it, which is why the ending that they gave him was incredibly disappointing, because I really would have loved to see him come back, you know as maybe a foil to Harley Quinn, the Birds of Prey, just the DC universe in general. Um, Because as far as, or I I shouldn't say as far as I know, but from what I understand, Black Mask is really also, like, he's he's a Batman villain. He's like a Gotham villain, so maybe he shows up in a Batman film or, you know, uh, some Gotham-related films that they're going to make because I think he did a great job with it and the fact that they got rid of him at the end and really did it in such a way that I don't think he's going to secretly come back in any way, shape, or form. It's really kind of disappointing. Also, too, you know, just like some of the other characters in the film, he's not really fleshed out very much. We don't learn much about him except he's a bad dude, you know? And I think that's what they were trying to do in this film. I think what they were trying to do in this film, because it was Harley Quinn, and Harley Quinn was kind of the driving force, or one of the driving forces, And Suicide Squad, I think what they wanted to do is say, all right, look, we really, really messed up with Suicide Squad. We really, really messed up with Harley Quinn there. So this is going to be take two. This essentially should have been called Suicide Squad take two. We're really, really sorry, guys, because that's really more of what this film was. Because if you think about it, you have Harley Quinn who, you know, I mean, they do tie it into Suicide Squad. She talks about how Batman captured her. Uh, you know, sent her to uh, Arkham or Blackgate. I forget where it was in the film. Then she had to do some crazy mission with a bomb in her neck. And then Mr. J came and rescued her, you know, so they, they really, you know, do reference it. So those events did happen. But, um, you know, I kind of felt like this is really what Suicide Squad should have been. Because, you know, I mean, Harley Quinn is a criminal. She's psychotic and she is a criminal. Uh, Detective Montoya, while she is not a dirty cop, you know, she's a cop that doesn't get any respect and really is going to kind of do what she has to do to get the job done. I mean, I I felt like Detective Montoya is a very, very good cop and really, for the most part, um, in the comics, the animated series and things like that, Detective Montoya is a great cop. I mean, she's loyal, she's dedicated, she's an excellent detective. And, you know, I really got that sense uh, with Rosie Perez and her portrayal uh, of um, Detective Montoya. And both Huntress and uh, Black Canary and even Cassandra Kane, they're bad people, but maybe not so bad. I mean, Cassandra Kane is a pickpocket. I mean, I'm going to assume she's doing this because she's got to survive really on her own. Huntress is an assassin, but I get why she's doing it. She's seeking revenge for her family. Black Canary is kind of like, you know, she's a badass and she's got the sonic screen powers. She's not exactly a good guy, but she's not really a bad guy. So it's kind of like... This was supposed to be the Suicide Squad movie that they had wanted to do. Um, I mean, again, you know, I think this was a good film, but it just should have been a a standalone Harley Quinn film. Hey, let's reintroduce Harley Quinn to the DC universe. I, I, I just felt that I think the idea was good. I think it was a great reintroduction of Harley Quinn, but... They really skimped on introducing the rest of the Birds of Prey. They really did a disservice to Ewan McGregor and not fleshing out his character more. And then I really kind of felt like, well, killing him off. I mean, on the one hand, I see why they had to do it. But did they really have to do it? Because, I mean, I think he made a great villain. And I would love to see him in more stuff. But actually, 
He's going to be making the Obi-Wan series for Disney+, Plus, so let's not overwork the guy, okay? Because I really want to see that Obi-Wan series. But overall, you know, I think I think this was a good film. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, would I see it again? Sure, I think I would go out and see it again. Um, but, you know, was it a great film? No, it, it definitely, comparing it to Wonder Woman, comparing it to Aquaman and even Shazam, you know, it's it's not on that level. It's maybe a level below that. So on a scale of one to five, uh, I would probably give it, I would give Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn on a scale of one to five. I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to give it a solid three. I think it was a good film. I highly recommend it. But if you really, really want to see some good Harley Quinn stuff, again, I'm really going to tell you, go to the DC Universe app, look for the Harley Quinn animated series, get the kids out of the room because it's a cartoon, but this is one they should definitely not be watching because that's some great Harley Quinn stuff. Guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor, head on over to Instagram. Stuff You Don't Need to Know podcast is there. I post pictures about the stuff that I talk about. I throw up the occasional poll. Every once in a while, this is Jay, and I'll talk to you guys later.